Welcome to Your Team with Sue and Steph. I'm Sue. And I'm Steph. And we are the co-founders and owners of Your Teen Media, the resource for parenting tweens and teens. And today, we have the delightful treat of talking to two of our kids. And I mean, it's we talked about it for a long time. I don't know if the kids were as excited as we were, but very soon you're going to get to hear us talk to Jess Borison, who is 26 years old and living in San Francisco, and Zach Silverman, who is 22 years old and living in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, going to school for his uh, <laughs> doctorate in occupational therapy. And this is like Mad Libs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're in for a treat. It's going to be so much fun. Transitions aren't easy. For students, heading back to school comes hand in hand with a lot of tough emotions. New people, new responsibilities, even new places. And as a mom, watching your kids deal with the anxiety of change can be so hard to watch. With Talkspace Student Plan, students no longer have to schedule appointments to talk about what's on their minds. For a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy, students can connect with a licensed therapist from the comfort of their device and send unlimited messages from anywhere, anytime, whether in between classes, during late night study sessions, or before a big exam. The Talkspace Student Plan pairs students with licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges they face. To help your child get started for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash student to learn more. Make sure to use the code YOURTEEN, all caps, to get $65 off your first month using Talkspace. Okay, so we're here with one of our kids. Each one of us has one of our kids on this call. I have Jess, my middle kid. Stephanie has Zach, her oldest. And we're about to embark on a journey that we are not prepared for because we gave them the questions, but we did not get the answers in advance. And I think there's a lot of people out there that think you're not supposed to ask a question that you don't already know the answer for. So good luck (laughs) to Sue and Steph. (laughs) All right, here we go, guys. Um, you know, give us your best shot at all of these questions. Okay, we'll start with Jessica because maybe that'll get me more comfortable. But <laughs> what is the be- <laughs> what? And maybe we should take current ages. Jessica, remind me, how old are you? Twenty six. Okay, and Zach is twenty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go into the questions, we're going to just announce to the public that there are no repercussions. The statute of limitations has run. Yes. Thank you. I could not come up with that. All right. So here's the first one. What is the best ruse you pulled over on your parents that we do not know about? So this oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm nervous. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say this one's a little tough because I feel like I've told you everything already and we've kind of gone through these experiences live, but I want to share my favorite one that you probably already know. And this is <laughs> that the we have a little bit of an alcohol stash in our kitchen and we all knew this as, as teens as well. <laughs> and 
there's one bottle, one type of liquor that my family doesn't really drink, the vodka. My dad's a big whiskey person and no one else really drinks anything. So as a high schooler, I learned really quickly that I could take some of that vodka and fill it with water so no one would realize that anything was missing and provide some, you know, fun drinks for my friends. And then the way this all came out was, I think it was a few years ago, I was home for Thanksgiving with the rest of my family and we had some friends over and my dad never serves vodka, but all of a sudden he was like, oh, maybe we should do, we should offer some of this vodka. I haven't had this in forever. And then I think my siblings and I knew, and we all kind of paused and looked at each other. And then I said, you probably aren't going to want to serve that liquor <laughs> to anyone. And then I explained the story. And I think, I think you knew about this, right? Well, I knew about it at that moment, but not before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, the was, good thing about timing is that we found it very funny at that point in time, but I would not have laughed in high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Zach, you're, you're up. up. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, so as opposed to Jessica, where, you know, her issue was her and Sue have talked about all of this stuff. Like I, I just got in, I just got in caught with all of this stuff. Oh, no. That's, that's the issue. And I, I do think this is probably the most difficult question on there. I guess the first thing, and I definitely gave it the most thought. I think this is maybe, I think my senior year in high school when mom, do you remember when the Irwins came in, our cousins came in to visit us? Oh, great. Throw them under the bus in this too. <laughs> I, That's perfect. <laughs> but it was just like, I think late at night, maybe like one or two. And I think you obviously it probably went without saying that you didn't want us leaving the house when <laughs> our cousins were in town, but my buddies were just hanging out and they just, you know, wanted me to come over. And I went over to my buddy's house at like two and got back at like six or seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> before anyone was up and it really made no sense to do but it was just one of those things in high school where it's like okay well we're not doing anything and I'm not tired I'm just gonna leave and hang out with my buddies <laughs> there, there was really no point in doing it because it was just you know did you know about this or no is this I'm first... learning right now wait did the Irwin did the Irwins know you were gone oh no no way now they do so here's the question no, Zach. Now they do. Zach I have a follow-up question yeah. So you did this. You got away with it. No one knew about it until this moment. Was it yeah. any fun at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it part of the fun trying to sneak and get caught? Or <laughs> you don't understand, Sue. Like, I would just like I, I my morale was beaten. Like by that time, as a senior <laughs> in high school, seriously, I would my stealth mode was non-existent. Seriously. <laughs> Wait, your stealth mode because that's that's who you are or because... Um, unfortunately, and because you and dad just tried hard. <laughs> that, that's an important clarification point. I'm a middle child and Zach's the oldest. It's true. It is. That is true. I think that's totally fair. And I, just imagine what it was like for Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cared what I <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I also want to say this is incredibly fun for me to hear Zach's stories, too, because I babysat Zach. I, <laughs> yeah. I, none of this was happening when I was babysitting. I'm Not under up. my watch. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jessica has told me over the years that I should stop worrying because I have good kids. And I would agree with her that I have good kids, but it doesn't mean I stop worrying. In retrospect, when you think about high school, 
what should we have worried more about? I'm not going to name any friends, but um, <laughs> you always thought— Your mother had, is cracking up. I'm sorry. I'm watching her because I can see Sue, and she is. her shoulders are going. The whole at time, the, actually, yeah. from the second you started talking. Yeah. Do you know exactly what I'm going to say? Possibly. Yeah. I had a couple friends that gave off vibes, potentially— like they could be high most of the time. <laughs> Just a vibe, right? Just a vibe. But in actuality, they were some of my most like responsible friends. And truly, two out of the three of them had never touched weed until college. And all the time, all I would hear from my mom is like, oh, because they're high. Like, are your friends smoking? Like, oh, you're with your friends and they're high. Okay, you're misrepresenting the story. I want to, I'm going (laughs) to read. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Because recently I brought up to you that guy who was always high in high school. And you said. You thought it was the other two. No, I knew it was him. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I knew it was him. He was the guy. You thought there were three of them. Yeah, well, I kind of thought the other two. But that one for sure was my, I'm revisiting. You're writing writing history (laughs) in your head right now. Okay, fine. But I also want to add on that I'd like to point out, I did have friends who were high all the time, and I hung out with them all the time, and you thought they were, like, the best influence on me ever. Oh, God, you're breaking my heart. That is who I think it is. Oh, my God. You are freaking breaking my heart. No, 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 no. It's not who you think it is. Okay, phew. Okay. That is so funny. But that's so good. It's such a good comment because it's the where we should have put our worry. But where should we put our worries then? If it wasn't on that, what should we have worried about? You should be worried about your conversation and like talking about these things with me instead of just choosing my friends that you think we're doing things or not. Mm. And I think you did a combination of both of those, which is great. But also you really focused on some friends. And when I clarified that they were not involved in any way in marijuana use. You should have just let it go. Hmm. I don't know what to say. To that. Your mother, she's. <laughs> you have rendered her speechless, Jessica. Well, I have more to. I have more questions to ask, but I'm going to be mindful of Zach and Stephanie and the other questions we want to get through. The last thing I'll just say, though, is it was highly entertaining for me because you really loved my friends who were not as responsible. They're great. They're great people. But they just were like exploring a little bit more at a younger age. And the other ones that you that you were worried about were like the most responsible. So it was fun for me. They were just doing what every fifth grader should be doing. (laughs) Zach, we're on to you. We need to know what your mother should have worried more about and what she should have worried less about. Well, I guess I'll flip the coin on a on a different vice because Jessica picked marijuana. I'll pick alcohol. I feel like my friends got a little into that earlier than I did. And obviously just a combination of Shaker being small and everyone knowing each other. My dad coaching a lot of my like really good friends <laughs> growing up. It's my parents just kind of knew what everyone was up to. Two of my really good friends growing up ended up divorced. And you guys are familiar with the Jewish Basketball League of the Jewish Community Center, better, better known as Jewball. So two of my best friends came to our game hammered out of their minds as, as one would to play a, a sport right before they absolutely blasted. And we all knew I was with them before, but like, I think because of that, that maybe made my parents more paranoid in terms of what I was, you know, getting involved in, which was really not the case until a year or two later. But that kind of sped up the process in terms of the strictness, in my opinion. 
just because, you know, and I can tell, I feel like, mom, once I tell you the names later, of even just like another buddy, you'll be like, yeah, well, you know, because I was telling you about stuff they were doing. Yeah. And just because we were open about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, as a parent, how could that not shape your view of, you know, two of my best friends who are partaking in stuff? How would I, you know, be uninvolved completely? <laughs> so you're saying we were we were heightened anxiety Earlier. or whatever, right? Yes. Because we assumed, because if that's what was going on there, that then we're like, oh, well, he must be. Yes. Not, okay, not gotcha. fully inappropriately, but definitely <laughs> early. Definitely early. I will, seriously. <laughs> All right. So, Jessica, especially since this was this was your mom's brainchild, your your teen was, you know, something mm-hmm. your mom thought about and dream, you know, dreamt about. How did you feel about her idea and our starting this together? At the time, I don't think I thought much of it other than it seemed fun and cool. And also, I got featured on one of the first covers, so I felt pretty awesome about that. And then I think through time, as it got more and more intense and it took up more of both of your time, it was both cool to see it actually come to fruition and, and have it be something to be proud of. But also there were a couple of things that I probably found frustrating as a teen, just having to have more conversations about everything going on <laughs> in your space. It was never just like something happened. It was like something happened. Let's explore what this means. <laughs> so that was um, fun to think about now, not fun to live through. And then the other thing is, and Jacob can probably attest to this the most, is just time. I think we were really lucky and privileged kind of growing up with you, having most of your time dedicated towards us and other things you were involved with, but not your magazine. And then when that started, it was a huge shift because now you were doing more than a full-time job and raising your kids and trying to figure out how to manage all of that. And we were just kind of spoiled and used to having all your time. So adjusting to that was probably the biggest thing um, and led to, you know, Jacob having to go buy his own toilet paper. (laughs) You know what? That's totally what every four-year-old should be doing. And I don't think you should be sitting there in judgment of your mother. So before we go to Zach, I want to add on to that one, Jess. Do you Mm -hmm. think that your mom changed as a parent besides your joke about having more conversations? Could you, you know, you're the middle child, so you've You saw two teens go before you. Anything you can put your finger on? Actually, yeah, I do. I think that having started the magazine and focusing a lot more on these topics, you, I'm talking to my mom, you, (laughs) became, I think, more open to conversations. Like, we didn't talk a lot about challenging issues or controversial topics as much with, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, with Rebecca and Jeremy when they were younger. And then as all of us kind of got older and in high school, we still were private about some things that we're not now, but the conversations were more open and we talked more about different issues that teens were facing because you were right. It was more from an academic perspective. So I think it felt less like pressure to talk about, which I appreciated because I think that it becomes less scary and there's less like, I'm not worried about getting in trouble or doing things wrong because we can have open conversations about it. So I did like that. Oh, that's so a I just want to say, like, that's a weird thing to get emotional over, but I feel really weepy. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Anytime. <laughs> I mean, you did say also in the email, I'd like to point out on this podcast, Zach, I think you read it too. 
My mom wrote that we're her two favorites, so got, just got to keep up. Yeah, that's, you can never take that back, Sue. She can never take it back. It's that's written. out there. It's you guys cloud. should know more than anyone. Once it's out on the internet, it's out there. Oh, that shit. is fake news. <laughs> okay, Zach, what would you say to that? Like, do you, how did you feel about starting your teen? And, and the second part of that question, you know, do you feel that it changed me as a mom? I thought Jessica nailed it. Like, it just made everything more of a conversation at that point because it's like now, you know, for you and Sue, it's your brand now. You, like, are forced to practice what you preach. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't really have, you know what I mean? Every topic would just, like, have to be, I think, a little, you know, just deeper in terms of relating and correlating topics that you guys would be discussing in the magazine. It would just, you know, be more formal in that regard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back because, like, I remember when I was in sixth grade. This must have been right when your team was starting up. And That's exactly Mama, right. Remember? You know, you know, what I'm gonna say. I don't, but you you've got the timing right, so I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> you were supposed to like speak on your team at in my ELA class, and mm. I like acted up. I think the week before, like, uh, like that week or something. And you were like, you know what? That's it. I'm not going to talk about your teen. I'm not coming into your class to talk about it. And I thought it was the biggest deal. I remember crying because of it. I remember oh. being like, do, do you remember this no. at all? Yeah. Did I go in? I think in? you still did it. Yeah, I think you still did it. But you, it must have been really important to you to, make, to get in my head and make me think that I ruined everything. <laughs> And you know what? That was definitely one of my motives. And the other thing I'm realizing is that I clearly turned into Mama, my mother, who was the queen of idle threats. So I yeah. didn't realize that I, I owned that, too. That's awesome. So from a very young age, like, I really started to make a mental note of the things I wanted to be as a mother and the things I didn't want to be as a mother. So you guys are, you know, not in the that world right now, but... Do you think about it? And then what do you look at in terms of your parents saying, yes, I want to do that, and no, I don't want to do that? Yeah, this was a really hard question for me because there's obviously things I can think about that annoyed me. (laughs) (laughs) You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few, uh, you know, not too many. But at the same time, I know likely I will be in that position doing that to my children as well. When I thought about this question, it was more on... A lighter note on like certain activities I wouldn't have my children partake in rather than like actual life lessons and themes and the one I thought about for this is um <laughs> but I will never send my children to orthodox Jewish summer camp <laughs> did you know she was gonna say that zero clue oh my god yeah, so wait I need to I need more information why because it's terrible. Who wants Bump them to down go? to reform. Bump them down to reform. It's so much better. I'm on board for that, Zach. My, both my parents <laughs> met at a really liberal, progressive summer camp and had the best yeah. time. And then we See? went to Orthodox Jewish Day School with so many <laughs> rules and everyone just yelling at us all the time. And then my mom thought for summer, oh, let's just continue the rules <laughs> and have them <laughs> yell at you and tell you, tell you what you can and can't do all summer long so that you don't ever get a break. And she liked it. No, I was just going to say, like, we went back every summer. She never really forced us. It was just because it was part of, like, what we did, what our friends did. We didn't really think about other options. But I never really enjoyed it when I was there. So, Hannah, 
the child right underneath Jessica said one summer she did not want to go back to camp. And I said, why? And she said, because I don't like it. And so her siblings said to her, what do you mean you're not going back to camp? Why? And she said, because I didn't like it. And they said, we didn't like it either, but we... (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Okay, and so um, there you go. One thing you will (laughs) never do. And is there anything that you would do that you want to replicate? Uh, Yeah, I think that... I feel very lucky to have grown up with rules and guidance, but not a lot of like forced rules. It wasn't, we didn't have curfew. We didn't have any really strict rules that I think kind of open up more backlash from teens where people like just want to act up when they have more things forcing them into a box. So I really appreciated just the openness that you had with us. And even when we did get in trouble, which did happen often, uh, it wasn't like you're grounded for, you know, a few weeks. It was like, let's take away, you know, maybe your phone for a little bit or have a little bit of a conversation about it. But it was never it didn't feel like too strict or too boxed up. We did get in trouble from time to time, but it wasn't like the typical trouble where you're like grounded no car, like, can't do this, can't do this. You did also often, like Zach mentioned earlier, you might say, like, you can't go to this party or you can't you can't go to your friend's thing. But then we'd always talk about it before and it was kind of just like, let's use this to get you really frustrated so that we act on it and then I'll let you actually do the fun thing, if that makes sense. Not only does it make sense, it's actually entirely planned and true. <laughs> Yeah. We call that the land of idle threats. <laughs> no, it, but, no, I would say it was actually intentional threats with yeah. like an opportunity to then get some, like if you could show remorse, then we would do it before the party so that you could go to the party instead of afterwards and then being like, well, too late. Yeah, well, you know what? I was just going to say that is the secret. You heard it here. The secret to the parenting game is we just want to see remorse. <laughs> no, it's totally true. But we want to see that you genuine. felt so, Right. We want to see that it had an impact. I would say as a parent, that, that does sum up a lot of parenting, that that what we're trying so hard to do, that you it actually had an effect on you. I'm thinking about that remorse thing because I remember in high school, one of my English teachers ended up like, giving like cutting me some slack for an assignment I really dropped the ball on because I showed remorse to him in uh during conference hours I just was thinking about that but for the question it's what do I wish you when, mommy like, did when, when you're a parent one day when yeah you, do you want to be like examples of how you want to be like your parents and how you want to be different than them I would say I would probably loosen the reins a tiny bit as opposed to when I was growing up I'm so open, especially now talking about this with my parents. I definitely, and I was the first one, so that is also a factor. But I definitely feel like, definitely compared to Ethan and Lane, but also just in general compared to my friends, my parents were pretty strict and not like extreme, don't get me wrong, not like extremely strict. I'm kind of being a baby right now, but definitely like, (laughs) I'm just saying I would loosen the reins a tiny bit. Like I I think I- You want to be raised like Ethan and Lane. I, Not as a firstborn. Yeah, I would probably like get grounded and get reprimanded at least twice as much as my friends would be. And I remember my mom's classic line would be like, "Oh, what about?" And mom, I can tell you the names later. Oh, I, I know just who don't want to have. Yeah, you'd you'd always be like, oh, but like they're so straight. It's like, mom, I'm not friends with him. Like, I don't like that doesn't affect me. Like that that's your your friend. 
whose Crazy. son is the same age, whose son is the same age as me. <laughs> that, that that really has no effect because when it's I like get there grounded, are hungry people in Biafra, so exactly. finish your food. <laughs> yeah, it has no, so when, no impact. <laughs> so when other you know, when I'm getting grounded, it's like you know, none of my none of my friends are grounded. None of my friends have ever been grounded in Shaker. It's like this one family who we're family friends with. That's her her trump card. It's like okay. In terms of what I will probably replicate is we got to include the URJ camp in there if I can, if I'm in a a position to, because I want my kids to experience that because I feel like it was such a positive facet growing up because that spanned from when I was 11 to when I was 18. So that, that I think that's just pretty cool. And also being involved in athletics with my kids, that's pretty important to me as well. Just because, you know, travel and recreation, whether it be soccer, baseball, is such a cool thing to be a part of. And it's still pretty competitive, you know, growing up and just to experience that with your kids is pretty cool. I, I loved that, at least my dad growing up. I wanted to add just one more thing that I remembered that I want to do. And I know this is like really important to you. So I also want to echo it because I think it will be important to me is family dinners every night. That was something I think was, it was super important to making sure like we all hung out really often and just, there's a lot of us, there's five kids. I'm sure all your listeners know we all were doing a million things all the time. And it was kind of like the one point where we could all be together and, and hang out. Jacob, he just had dinner with me and dad and the TV. (laughs) (laughs) I second that though. That's a part I really enjoyed too. That I, I Shout probably out for family dinners. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, and I would say it's funny. I'm, I'm so Jessica. I'm glad you brought that up. And I was sitting here thinking, oh my god, does Zach not know how hard I tried on family <laughs> dinners? So I'm so glad you. No, 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 no. I would say I, I, so I, that would sum up my parenting: remorse and family dinner. <laughs> Making sure your kids feel remorse <laughs> and making sure they know how hard family dinner is and how important it was. Okay, what will you? We'll start with Jess. What will you never do as a parent? Where you're like, okay, line in the sand. I think I'll never say, I'll have to obviously be think through this differently when I'm a parent, but I'd like to think that I'll never just immediately say no to something my child wants to do. So like if they want to go to a party on a weekend and I'm feeling uncomfortable about their not being parents there, what's going on? Or they want to do an activity where it's maybe a little bit scary because you just don't know. I don't want to immediately say no. I think I want to be open to the idea of letting my children make mistakes and do things in a, a responsible way. And do you way, think that that, that happened in your house or are you just saying in general? I think that it happened in our house, but only because um, I hid things from you at first and then you learned about it. And then you also saw how amazing I turned out. So then you were a little more open <laughs> to the I think that is, as the observer in this family, I'm going to go with that as a really <laughs> on point comment. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All right, if that's Zach. True. <laughs> Zach, what's your never? I will never. Well, I guess it's the opposite for me because I've just turned out so <laughs> below the bar from what you and dad wanted. <laughs> I really like what Jessica said, to be honest. I, I think, but I, I don't think you and dad ever did that either. I don't think you would ever write me off immediately. Maybe there were some things, but like that, those would be things I would kind of be joking about to begin with. But like things that I was serious about in terms of, you know, pursuing when I was a teenager, I think you got you and dad were really good with at least 
talking it through with me. Last question, guys. Zach, we'll start with you because you keep having to go after oh, wow. Jessica. So we'll let you go first. What is the biggest... Pa- we asked this of all of our guests, by the way. What is the biggest myth parents have about teenagers? I feel like they always think they're up to something. It's like sometimes... Like when I... like To call back to the beginning of the interview, like when I left our house at whatever two in the morning to, Oh, and I have a perfect example now, but when I left, like I wasn't doing anything. I was hanging out with my friends who my mom has known since we were like eight. You know what I mean? It's not like I was like doing whatever. So anyway, I think relating to this question, it's like, we have probably, probably one of the most famous stories in our household is we, I had a curfew like all through high school and it, it would like, bump up maybe you know by 10 minutes every year which was huge for me and it was maybe like 12 30 my senior year and <laughs> all, all my all my friends knew about you know my curfew like it would be it started as a joke where it'd be like oh my god oh my god it's 12 25 we gotta get zach in the car yep get him in get him in go 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 and we'd be like whipping around laurel not even worried about anything else like other rules were negated because the reputation my parents had in terms of this curfew. Cause after this story, one of my, probably my best friend, you know, growing up in shaker and, you know, he's been over to my house a gazillion times. I was over at his house and I got back at our house at 1237 and I was just with him and our buddies. And I go up to my parents' bedroom and I, I, I walk in and I'm just like, Hey mom, dad, I'm home. They're like, do you know what time it is? I was like, it's 1237. Like, When's your curfew? 1230. They're like, so you understand. I was just like in my head, I was like, they cannot be serious right now. Like they, 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 they know I was hanging out with Jake. Like there's no way like, like what, what, you know, it's not like I was like selling crystal meth on the side of Laurel, like to, you know, <laughs> kindergartners, I, I was hanging out with my, the, like, that's all I was doing. Like, we were probably like playing video games and, you know, relaxing. And <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up the combo because I just could tell that it was just like, I'm gonna <laughs> get punished in some way tomorrow morning. So I'm wrapping it up. And, you know, I'm just trying to schmooze and I wrap it up with all right, mom, dad, love you. And then <laughs> I look over and my mom's like, good night, Zach. <laughs> That's all I got. And I just had to make the walk of shame from my parents' room to my room. I was like, what did I even do wrong? I was seven minutes late from my best friend's house. It's like in that situation, it's literally like, like, who hurt you? Like, what, what did I what did I do? Like at that point, at that point, I've got to think. It's seven minutes from my best my best friend's house. I don't know what misconceived notions were, were stirring up in my parents' minds, but oh that God, is the answer awesome. to that question. Whatever the whatever those are, <laughs> don't need to happen. Whatever those thoughts were that are gonna make you flip on your on your seventeen year old who's seven minutes late. And for the record, oh, for man. the record, yeah, that's I been think the, it was like four minutes. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it, you're, you're gonna make me want to drop the call, <laughs> drop the call for real. Okay, yeah, so 
Zach, thank you. <laughs> Jessica, no need to outdo him. <laughs> What's the biggest myth? <laughs> I don't think I can. Way to, way to really raise the bar on that one. <laughs> um, I wish I didn't have to raise the bar. <laughs> I would say Steph's reaction to that whole story was probably my favorite part of the episode so far. <laughs> I agree with Zach on the myth of like teens are always kind of scheming or trying to do things and just really being selfish and only thinking about themselves and not cautious about the consequences of their actions. Because I think as a teen myself, I wanted to have fun and I wanted to break the rules and do fun things with cool people, even, you know, but if the cool standards were wrong, but I also was aware of consequences. And so I still was cautious and I still was, like I said earlier, responsible even in doing dumb things. So I think that parents just assuming teens are only thinking about themselves and not actually focused on, you know, what, what the act, the outcomes will be of their actions is a myth that should be. Okay. You guys were. Or busted. Um, Demythified? What is the word? Yeah. I think that's right. It should be be debunked. I think that that is a myth that should definitely be debunked. Okay, this was the most fun. So joyful. So glad we had my favorite middle child. And my favorite oldest child. And (laughs) and, (laughs) take it back. No, no, we're we're not taking it back. And the one thing I'll say is I think Sue and I talk about this a lot is how fortunate we feel to be on this journey to help parents and how we feel so inspired by this work every day. And I know I speak for your mom and me when I say there is nothing more precious to either of us than being each of your moms and your siblings' mom is the most important work and a privilege I think about daily. Sue made me say it. I just read the script. How did I do? Did it sound like I was like just saying it off? <laughs> no, it truly is. It is a privilege every day. I, I think about it all the time. It does not. It is not wasted on me. I'm very grateful for it. I think Zach and I are also really lucky because we uh, were fortunate enough to grow up in households that had rules, but we're also a little bit more open than I think your typical. Maybe not your typical, but then I think a lot of parents are. So. I think for me personally, that's something I'm grateful for and will try and emulate in my future family. I want to say one more thing really quick. Sorry. I just also (laughs) feel that like the older, you know, at least my siblings and I get, I feel like it's like wine. It just gets better and better. Everything gets more open now. You know what I mean? And I feel like one of my really good buddies from college, he has two brothers and he would always tell me that, you know, once they hit college, once they would just, you know, once they graduated, it would just keep breaking down barriers in terms of, you know, what they're comfortable talking about with each other and how close they can get and stuff like that. And I feel like that's held mm, pretty true lovely. to us as well. All right. Thanks, guys. You guys were awesome. No problem. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah. We're, we're ready to be number <laughs> right. one on iTunes. So yeah. away. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us for Your Teen with Sue and Steph. If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, let us know on our Facebook page or email editor at yourteenmag.com. Also, if you want to receive our newsletter, head on over to yourteenmag.com. Your Team with Sue and Steph is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to executive producer Michael D'Aloya, plus producer Hannah Leach and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. If you like today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review or send the episode to a friend. You can find more from us at yourteenmag.com, at evergreenpodcast.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
Anne-Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. Precious.